All right, welcome back to another episode of Producer Grind Podcast. Carrington and JB with me. Yo. Cash Money AP in the building, finally. Let's go, bro. Let's go Thanks with for it. Having me. Yeah, yeah. Right, bro. Hell yeah, appreciate you pulling up, man. No problem, Hell yeah. Back. I really love the movement. Definitely appreciate it. Hell yeah. That's what's up. People have been going crazy for it. They've been like, yo, get Cash Money AP on here. Yeah, yeah, plus Ben got him on here. Right. <laughs> but uh, just start us off like, um, you know, how does a guy from France go from where you just being in France to being one of the top industry producers on top of the internet game? Like, how does that all happen? Bro, it's crazy. I'm still thinking about it right now. It's like, <laughs> bro, such a, like a good luck. But um, I'm actually from the islands. Like the Caribbean. Yeah. And yeah, I was born in France. I was born in the south of France, but I moved to the island when I was like like a year old. Because mm. my, my whole family is from there. Mm. So I did everything from my small island with like with my shitty ass internet. Dang. Yeah, it was taking like an hour and a half to, to drop a video on YouTube. Sheesh. Really? So it was like, bruh, super annoying. But yeah, it was like I was still going to school, you know, I was in high school, mm-hmm. making no money, making music. It was just like a a fun, like a hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and yeah, I got where I got because of like hard work and like never give up, mm-hmm. you know. Now, when you first started off, like, what was the first thing you're doing? Okay, you started making beats, and then what? Did you decide to go ahead and start uploading them to YouTube? Or so I was, I was actually uploading like remake of beats, like mm-hmm. Lex Luger, all those stuff. Man, I was yeah, yeah. like Waka Flugga, all those things. I was remaking, reposting, posting, and I, around but, that time, yeah, like around like 2012. That's when um, Sosa came out. Yeah, like yeah. the Dirk and that's when I started like my homie from France actually his name is Chapo the mm-hmm. producer yeah yeah J Beats at the time yeah uh, yeah and he was like uh, bro you, you gotta send your beats out so he showed because I didn't know like what the fuck I was doing mm-hmm. so he's just like yo take that email and send some beats and I started sending I started going on Twitter getting emails from there Chief Keef Lil Dirk and then one day Chief Keef like just tweeted at me like back 2012 and he was like bro why don't you send me more beats and I was like what the fuck? Because he never mm. replied to my emails. Right, right. And then, yeah. And then I was like, I might as well just start like uploading my beats back on YouTube. And then I done it. And the channel started blowing up when I started dropping free, free beats. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. you know. So like, where did, where did you even get the idea? Or like, did you, were you looking at like. Free beats? I'm saying like, yeah. And like, how did you even get sauced up in like how to sell beats online? Man, I, I always been a fan of like Vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, superstar O, right. Johnny Giuliano, like goat. For a fact, vibe. I was listening to his beats before I, before I was making beats. Like I was right. just like all night listening to his music. Yeah, superstar yeah. O, he was like they were like the goats. They're still the goats mm-hmm. yeah, to this yeah, day. Yeah. Legends. Yeah, and he was like, I can if if those guys can do it, I can do it too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, I started doing it. So were you messing around with like AdWords and stuff back back then? Or? AdWords? Yeah. Man, I didn't know nothing about that. Mm. So your marketing was just keywords from YouTube? Yeah, I was just posting yeah. like what was in the title. I was just putting in the keywords. Mm. Yeah. Right. Were you one of the first people to do the free beats? Like put the free No, on? actually, no. Mm. I wasn't. Because, you know, I didn't get this idea about myself. Like, oh, yeah, I should do that. I seen somebody doing it on YouTube. It was getting good feedback of videos like reviews so I was like I'm gonna just do it myself because mm-hmm. I, I wasn't caring about making money at that time I was at school mm-hmm. doing my thing you know so I was just like I'm gonna just doing it to like get some exposure mm-hmm. right. and then it blew up so when you first started putting beats on YouTube like you did you have the goal in mind of like y'all want to be like an industry producer or like I want to get like be one of I was them. just doing it for fun mm-hmm. just to get more exposure because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was already doing the um, Chicago stuff sending beats to right, right. Dirk and Sosa so it was like it's all right. I'm like, yeah, let me just post my beat on YouTube. Let mm. me just get like more fans. Right, mm. right. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about like, oh yeah, I want to make six figures. I want to I wanna leave. I was just like doing this and, mm. and that's, so that's, that's crazy that you weren't the first producer to do the freebies because I feel like you kind of take the rap. Everyone's like, man, Cash Money AP fucked up the game with no, the freebies, everybody. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is companies, startup companies always those free stuff. Before I started selling stuff, that's what mm. I did. And my beats weren't really free, they were like free for non profit. Mm, so, if right. you really wanted to make money of like a song, like posting on YouTube, do the views and like posting on Spotify and stuff, you had to like get a lease or get right. the rights. So, right. my question is, how much, like, how much were you making when you were kind of just doing it for fun? And then at what point did you realize, like, okay, I could probably, if I start like yeah. planning and focusing and stuff, I could actually do it a- for fun. So, when I was doing it for fun, that's when I had like, um, I had a song click. Mm-hmm. So I was probably making like $800, $900 a month. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I remember that time I wanted to buy a BMW. Yeah. I was like, shit, I'm going to try to like save that money every month. And I mm-hmm. got it like eight or nine months. It was like a $10,000 car. So I was just like, cool. Yeah. But yeah, I, was, I, had, I had my sound click. And that's when after that, I, I went on YouTube. I wasn't really thinking about making that much money. You know, it was just mm-hmm. like putting on the side. Like if I have some, if I need something, but yeah, I'm just going to go buy it. No, I wasn't thinking about like, oh yeah, I'm going to make a living, you know. Mm-hmm. But right. then when the YouTube started blowing up and I seen that my revenues really start going up after that, it was like, damn, okay, I can do it. And that's when I, I didn't drop out that year. I was still going to college. I was on my third year and I was mm-hmm. like, cool. I was focusing more on music, like not going to school. Don't do that. People, mm-hmm. don't do that. And um, don't what? Don't go. To, don't don't drop out of school if you're not sure of what you're gonna do. Mm. So yeah, I was still going to school, but not as much as I I was doing. I was going before, you know. Mm-hmm. So after that, um, when I started making around like five thousand a month, I was just like, "Mom, I'm gonna drop out of school. I, I can stay in school." And she yeah, said, yeah. "Okay, cool. Do your thing." For real? Yeah. She wow. was like super. She was supporting me, her and my dad. Yeah. Do you think if you weren't bringing them money, they would have said? Or would they have said yeah, she would have said, "Yo, yo, no, mm. right, keep right. going to school and then get your like get your degree, yeah, do that, yeah. and then after that maybe you can do it." Mm. What yeah. was the main thing that you did that you changed that brought you from eight nine hundred a month to five bands a month? Dropping on YouTube and doing that freebie stuff. Yeah, that's those nine eight hundred. Um, Nine hundred dollars a month were like from SoundClick. Just SoundClick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was I used to buy like that promo, like that two hundred dollar promo to have like the front page yeah, yeah, spotlight. Yeah. It was working, but it wasn't like I was spending more money than I was making money. Really? Yeah. yeah. So it was like I might as well not do it. I remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I had my beast every That's every so time, man. <laughs> I remember that mm-hmm. like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like dropping on YouTube. That's what really helped me. Like. Um, like be aware of like oh yeah YouTube is the wave right now that's why mm-hmm. I can like stay on my beats and stuff is yeah. you uh, now go ahead is YouTube still the wave like I have no idea I don't really drop on YouTube anymore right. so it's like I'm I'm focusing on the industry stuff right now I still do post on YouTube sometimes it's still cool to like post for like because what I think like on YouTube I'm still like I think about like the upcoming rappers mm-hmm. so that like all the rappers I work with right now such as I would say like Lil TJ like um Apology. Mm-hmm. They're all like, when I first met them, they were like, bro, we used to use your beats from mm. YouTube. Mm. Like, I was just talking with, you know, Stunner for Vegas. Yeah, yeah. He sent me a song that he did three years ago this morning. I was like, bro, yeah, wow. that was a YouTube beat. Wow. Yeah. So it was like, I still post for like upcoming rappers so I can have like a, like a touch on them already before right. like they even blow up, you know? Mm. So it's still good to post on YouTube. Even if right now I think it's oversaturated because there's like a lot of kids doing that. Mm-hmm. And that we, they want to like, um, burn steps like that is to say like they want to like go straight to like making money instead of like building their, their fan base mm. you know yeah. how, how do you feel about producers boxing themselves in saying like I want I want to sell beats and be an internet producer or I want to work with industry producers I want, I want, I want to work with industry artists instead mm-hmm. of independence you know instead of selling beats and straight being on the internet I mean because I see you do you kind of like you migrated to do both like you I just said both, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how do you feel about producers just one-siding themselves? Like, oh, I want to just sit at home. I mean, that's their choice. Like, if they yeah. feel like it's better for them to do that, then go for it. But I feel like being from both sides, is way better to do that because the industry money is like, it's not like a sure thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, when you, you get a placement, you don't get paid right away. You're going to yeah. wait, like, maybe, like, three three months, five months right. to get, like, 10 grand. Right, right on, on the internet, you can just make, like, $50, like, every... Every hour, like yeah, yeah. it depends. Like a hundred dollar a day, you make like four four grand a month. Like if you don't live in LA where it's like super expensive, then you're yeah. good. Mm-hmm. But you know, I would say do the to do both. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is like you're not gonna lose anything by doing both. Right. Like the rapper is not gonna be like, oh, he's a YouTube producer, I can work with him. No, if he was that, nobody would work with me. Mm-hmm. You know. Right, right. But, now, so back when you, you know, started turning up, you know what I mean? Making five plus thousand dollars a month. Um, besides, you know, putting the free beats and going hard on YouTube. Were you doing anything like YouTube ads or Facebook ads or anything like that? I used to, I used to use Google AdWords. AdWords. Uh, yeah, that's the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I used to do that um, for almost all my videos. And it was helping me get like, maybe if I was putting like $30 a day, I would get it. I would get like 10,000 views on the video that I just dropped. Per day? Yeah, 
Wow. But I was like, I was stopping the ad like a day after because I didn't want to spend more money doing that. Oh, you would just do 30 and be done. Yeah. 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 Oh, just, I, okay. I can't be say, I can't be doing that like for every video for like five days. It's like, like a waste of money. So yeah. just one day to get it on the map and then that's it. Yeah, mm -hmm. So that must mean that it kind of didn't really make too big of a difference to ad work? No, no. It was just like, you know, it's, it's like a mind thing. I was just doing it because I was feeling like, yeah, it's good for me to do it. But I didn't really need to do it. So you, you felt like it wasn't really boosting the sales. It was just giving you the views and you just, yeah. just make you happy. It was cool for me. Like I was, it was putting me in like on pages, like not even the first one, but at least my beats were like. In the mix. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. It was just like, I was just dropping a beat and it was like in a wave of like 5,000 beats dropping the same day, you know? Right, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. I feel like on the other side too, that may have helped just with, uh, on the, the perspective side. Like if someone sees this beat as 10,000 views versus 120 views, they're yeah. gonna be like, oh yeah, this is fire. You know how you know people judge shit yeah. mm -hmm. by the numbers first before they even listen to the beat. Yeah, it's okay. the same thing. How do you feel about like people now that talk down about tight beat producers? Oh man, I don't care. <laughs> keep talking down, still gonna keep making money. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're still gonna be, we're still gonna keep doing our thing. So, and usually the people talking shit, you know, it's like industry producers because they they were too late to do that that stuff. So it's like, bro. Don't hate on the kids trying to make like a living doing that. Mm. Right. You know, you're just trying to make money and, and live off what we love, you know? Right. It's not like, oh, we're we gonna we're gonna get what you uh we're trying to get uh take food off your plate. No, they just wanna right. make money and live mm. off that shit. That's it. Now we we did an interview with uh Cardo uh, a couple of days ago, and he said that part of the reason he took his beat store down after he started getting placements is because he said that. He was finding it hard to get those five ten thousand dollar advances and payments for beats because um you know from industry artists because they're like yo man you're trying to finesse i see this beats up for exclusive two hundred dollars people can lease it for thirty dollars i'm not about to pay you five bands how what would you say did you experience anything like that not at all not at really? all. Mm. no i have a good team around me too so you know i wasn't really like getting stuff like that and people they know that i'm from the internet doing that stuff and then i never had like any problems saying like oh yo you, you, but you sell your beats on YouTube for $50. <laughs> it's like, no, never. Like if I, I, to this day, I'm still selling beats from YouTube exclusive to like independent artists for like 10 grand. Mm. From YouTube? From YouTube, yeah. Damn. Mm. Yeah. And they're calling you up like, I want the exclusive. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. It's, yeah. like, it's like independent artists, not even like industry artists. Damn. It's like people that just look up for beats on YouTube. I'm just saying, it's like. Do you think it's the way you conduct your business? Like you have um, your label behind you. And your management, you know what I'm saying? Do you think it's because of that? No, I think it's because people really respect my work too. But having like a good team with you is going to really help you go mm -hmm. a, a long way. Like I have like a, a lawyer taking care of the contracts. I have my manager taking care of the fees. Mm -hmm. I have a business manager taking care of the bills and all that. So I'm I'm just raving about the music now. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. At yeah. what point did that did the team members come into play? That's when I got signed to um, Universal. Okay. Three years ago, because my manager works for Universal. Okay. So he just signed me there and he wanted to manage me. So I was like, cool, let's do it. And then my lawyer, I had my lawyer like a year before because I had a song with A Boogie right, that right. he got on YouTube uh, called Bag On Me. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to purchase my uh, the rights of the beats. And the beat was on YouTube. And I got the lawyer through a friend, Jay Graham. And we shout saw the beat. Jay Graham's an OG too. Yeah, shout out to Jay Graham. Uh, yeah. mm. We saw the beat for like five grand. It was on YouTube. And it's still on YouTube. Damn. <laughs> you, just yeah. soul, you just put soul in the title? Yeah. Yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> no <right>. problem. <laughs> but yeah, that's how you like, I started, I would say. Mm. Now, now, as a producer selling beats online, um, is there a way that you can monetize when these independent artists, like the low-key internet artists, buy your beats and they may be getting 50, 100, 200,000 views and stuff on YouTube, on Spotify? Is there any way that you can monetize on that? Yeah, you can content ID. I do it to, um, through BeatStars. Mm. Yeah. It's it's pretty easy. You just mm -hmm. like, uh, they got like, um, you know, the My Media page and they got like the content ID um, section where you can just like pick which beat you want want them to like. Um, track. To track, collect, yeah. monetize. And then mm -hmm. can you choose how much you want to, how much of it? No. You take 100%? Yeah. Facts. So you just... <laughs> <laughs> is that what you mean? So yeah. every time you upload, you monetize every beat that's free. No, that's the that's the trick right there. Mm. Because I just do it with like I know, like the 
yeah, I'm gonna check the video first oh. to see. Yeah, see if it's somebody that person pushes the beat or no. What you mean? Like if you like that person leaves the beat first and then they drop the video, I'm checking to see on my beat style which beat was it and which people was it. And if not, I'm just not gonna content ID that beat. Oh, so if they didn't buy it, then you're gonna content ID. Yeah. How do you oh. keep up with that? Isn't that you're, you're, it's hard? I don't do it because I, I just do it automatically, but now I got like a, I'm getting a deal with create creativity and they're gonna do it for me. Yeah. Mm. Right. Like for your, for your beats specifically? <clears throat> yeah, they're, they're gonna get like the money from like SoundCloud, mm. YouTube, everywhere, okay. like Spotify. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because it's a whole lot of songs, bro. Yeah, that's that's right. a lot of that's a lot of yeah. things to manage in the catalog, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's gonna be a big check when that shit starts coming in. Hopefully. Yeah. With all them beats out and about I was I was wondering all like, that shit's how, gonna how is everybody how is how you how would you eat off of let's say a million a million rappers and all, you know what I'm saying, just download the beats and they were, they uploaded to SoundCloud and they only have like 150 views, but you gotta yeah, eat that. Yeah, that. Nah. I'm saying like but a million, a million of, different but a million ones. Views? Yeah, like a, a million no, rappers doing 150 plays. Yeah, yeah. like with just oh, a little a million bit of, of those videos. Like a million of the 150. It really depends. I would say it really depends. depends. Yeah. Mm. Mm. At what point did you decide to start signing producers? I always wanted to do that. Always wanted to do that. Even at the very jump, you're like, I wanted to do this. I, I, ju I just didn't think like, okay, first it was a hobby. Then I took it seriously. And then I was like, after music, like, what can I do to like, keep like going in that industry? So I was just like, yeah, the next day will be to be like a CEO, like a mogul. Mm. So I was just like, yeah, I'm going to start with producers and then I'm going to start with artists. Mm. So I just did producers first. And the the first producer I signed, his name is Kai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kai is the first producer I signed. Because he, he used to work a lot. I mean, he still work a lot with a, a rapper that I know from New York called TJ Porter. Mm. I was like, shit, he's fire. Mm. I signed him. The second producer I signed, his name is T.I.G. He's from Texas. Mm -hmm. He's really low-key, man. No pictures of him, nothing. No and pictures. No pictures, anything. Dang. I just I was just using his loops and I was like, bro, he's so fire. Remind me of Cubits. I was like, yeah, mm -hmm. he's the one. I'm going to sign him. The third one was Kyo. Yeah. I knew Kyo yeah. for like two years because Kyo, Kyo and I we were in a group chat on Twitter and then. Yeah, he was telling us. Yeah, we we're just trolling him, man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, we we're just trolling. Like, even this morning, I seen another picture that they sent and, and they were like, we don't forget AP. And then it was Kyo. <laughs> <laughs> so it was cool. And then, yeah, that's my little brother, really. Yeah. And then I had uh, um, a lector from Germany. And then I have um, Really Made, you know, yeah. Really Made. That's yeah. my homie, too. I know him since 2012. And um, I have uh, Mook. Mook from Miami. Those all Mook? the young boy stuff. Mook oh, okay. got the Mook kids got the, jumping. Okay, yeah. Shout out to Mook. Oh, you signed him too? Yeah. That's lit. Yeah. Mm. Now when you sign the, these producers, are you uh, more focused on getting them industry placements? More oh, yeah. Or uh, you do help them build their online stuff up too? Or We mostly like try to get them placements. Like, like they're here right now, trying to get them like sessions almost every day. Mm. Yeah, mm. I would rather put them in sessions than me going to the sessions because right. I already have the contacts. So I just want to put them so they can get the connects. And then when they like go back to the countries, like Electo in Germany and then Kai in Canada, mm -hmm. so they're gonna be able to like send beats and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What uh, would you say? Okay, so like a producer that's getting ready to like have some offers for somebody to sign, like they want to sign you as a producer. What things do they need to watch out for that they might not expect? might not be thinking they need to watch out for. What you mean? Like, okay, this dude's about to offer me a deal <clears throat> to sign me, right? But mm -hmm. it, everything sounds good, but is there something that you need to like make sure you look out for? Like, yo, I need to know this guy before or like... Yeah, you got to make sure that you're comfortable with the person first, mm -hmm. you know? And then make sure to hire a lawyer to check the contract because I had some friends that got like fucked over by like some people that I told they were like their friends and mm -hmm. then it wasn't actually the case. So... Make sure to like be comfortable with the person and mostly get you a, a lawyer. Mm. Yeah. The lawyer is the key. The lawyer is going to, because the lawyer is the neutral person. So he's going to tell you like what's good for you and what's not, mm. you know? Mm. Mm. So what, what would, what would be the best advice you could offer a producer that, um, you know, kind of wants to, wants to make it their full, full time thing to, to sell beats online what would be the best pieces of advice you could give them. Oh man, you got to keep going. You kind of like, you got to stay patient and keep, keep going, never give up because it's a, it's a, it's a hard job. And then you got, you just got to like keep working and working and working. It's not like going to school for like three years and then it's go, do good and you get a, like a decent job. It's like, you got to keep going because you're going to have like 
high and lows, mm-hmm. it's really hard, bro. You mm-hmm. got to focus mm-hmm. on that. Like, my social life is like, I got no sh- social life, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. everything is on the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many beats a day do you think they got to be uploading? A day? Or how are per week? Like three or four. Three or four? I'm pretty sure, yeah, like three or four. I used mm-hmm. to upload like every day, mm-hmm. but I couldn't keep up like doing all the stuff. Uploading videos, editing everything. That's why now I got my girl doing, like, she works with me, so she does everything for me when it comes to like drop beats, um, scheduling, all that. She does everything with me. Yeah. Right. That's hard. Get yeah. you a girl like to help yeah. you with your business, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she a keeper, man. Shout out to her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When, um, when you're making, like when you're doing the whole online route, right? And you hit those low points, like what kept you going? Like why Why did you, why not just be like, all right, you know what? I might just go get a job. I never thought about getting a job, man. Mm. I tried, like I had internship with my dad. It was cool, but even during the internship, I was on my emails checking to see if there was like any customers wanting to buy beats. Mm. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so the lows, I would say, man, always think about like what you can achieve. Once you're gonna get back up, mm. you know. So yeah. Mm. What kind? Of, what kind of internship was it? Oh, my dad works for an insurance company, so okay. I was just doing like um, insurance stuff. Not like insurance stuff, like may- maybe like putting like stuff together, like books, putting orders. Oh, you know, yeah. doing all that intern, intern work. work. Hell yeah. <laughs> mm. Hell yeah. You ever um, like thought about like back then, like interning at studios or anything like that? Man, where I'm from, there's no studio. No studios at all. No, bro. I was I was making beats in my room with like two speakers on my small desk. My bed was right next to me, right beside me, bro. Like it was mm. like I was like stuck. I had like <laughs> just a small space to sit and make beats. Mm. And that back in the day, at that time, I had like I had Young Thug placements. I had Sosa. I had Lil Durk. Fast. He was like you know. Fast. That's how it is, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we got now nah, we're about to say that. I was gonna say, okay, and then now I'm thinking too, like, okay, now you have made it out from uh the islands, you're a big producer and stuff. Why do you still keep on um like why continue? Well, some producers will be like, you know, I'm not gonna collab with nobody no more, like I'm not gonna reach out to the younger guys, but you are always on live doing live streams, like yo, send in loops. Like, why do you stay and keep in touch? And like Cause I love doing that, man. Mm-hmm. It's so it's fire. And then it's not like I'm using like the same cause I I do a lot of loops. I use a lot of loops for my producers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's always good to like change and like use different stuff, you know? And then I like doing that because it's always like good to discover like new talents. Mm. Like there is a person I did a live yesterday. I was like, damn, he's super dope. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. And um, what else? Um, collabing with other producers, that's good for me because I like to like give people like help and shit. And um, like, as you said, like I'm going to tell you something like last year on my Beat Stars, I shared like more than $100,000 of collabs, giving mm. giving out to other producers. Mm. Damn. Damn. So even when you sell the beat, you still break them off for them. Yeah, we do fifty fifty. Right. Mm. Yeah, that's fine. When I when I when I discovered that, like that people could buy buy a collab from you and get on your beat store, I was like, damn, that's like a cheat code right there. Yeah. I'll you know <laughs> say really it's cool because there you know there's some beats sometimes they're not gonna sell. Okay. Some's gonna sell a lot. You know, it's always depending on what kind of beat mm. it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What's the most times a beat ever sold for? Oh, you? Young Thug type is yo. He was like, whoa. Sitting a lot, yeah. Young Thug type. Is they still going crazy this day? Um, I say it's decent. Yeah. Give us some sauce, man. What, what would you say the best type beats in 2019 right now? The best type beat right now? I would yeah. say the baby. The baby. baby and um, I don't know. I never seen a Lil Nas X type beat. I had never seen that. What does that even you sound one? like? What does that, that even sound like? Yeah. Yeah. Some Country shit, right? Country chat. You think so? Nah, I, people I, I probably assume. That. People probably gonna automatically yeah, that, be that's like, what I'm saying. Some make a country. Shit. Like, yeah. yeah, let me just. Make I would it. say the baby because the baby is really hot right now. No homo. Mm. So yeah. Now, now, okay. So the baby type beats are a lot different than like last year. Last year, you know, like them gun and little baby type beats were going yeah. crazy. You see like a shift kind of away because you know the baby shit's not really as melodic. Do you see any shifts or any uh, trends or anything that you can? I really like the baby stuff because mm. it's so simple and it's fire. Mm. Mm. That's why I, I when I, I I first started and then for a couple of years after I always used to like put like fifteen sounds in my beats like mm. bro, you don't need to do that yeah, yeah. just put like two three sounds yeah. and it's gonna sound fire. You see how it works really good for Jason. Jason mm. is really good yeah. and it makes a difference. Mm. Mm. So, so we talking about rappers and shit. I want to ask you <laughs> about the relationship with Youngboy. 
and stuff oh, yeah. like that. And last seen when he came out of jail recently, and y'all dropped the song, you produced it, it was fire. Like, how'd you get that relationship? So young boy from YouTube, he got one of my beats from YouTube and he got, um, it was 2014, he got Kevin Gates on it. Cause it was, that's the time when he first got signed to Atlantic. Mm. So it was the single of his project. And then after that, we kept working. And then I got signed to Atlantic too. I got a record deal with them. Mm. So we're like super close now. Like I talk to him like every week. Yeah. Like I just got a song with him and somebody else. That's really good. They're doing yeah. a project together. And yeah, that's that's my homie. You know, people's like think that he's evil or some shit. He's not like that at all, man. He's like super <laughs> nice. <laughs> he's a nice person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What you gonna call it? Um Damn, I forgot the hell I was about to say. Well, I, I was I was gonna ask you, is there any artist? Oh, I'm not gonna say name drop, but like, is there like certain artists that you won't work with just cause like off of like like red flags or like something they talk about in music? Is there anything like where you're like you sell a beat, right? And it's but then you listen to it back and it's like Man, uh, to be honest, if you got a bag for me, I'm gonna work with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care because you know there is so many so much trash music out right now, and mm-hmm. it's like it won't change anything. Mm-hmm. Just give me Thanks. the bag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about producers feeling like they need to keep their stuff exclusive? That's cool. That's cool with me. If they want to do it, then it's cool. I mean, it brings like a. It sounds like they're gonna be more unique doing that stuff. Yeah, but. When you think about like producers doing loops and sending sending the same loops to like 50 other people, it's different from that. So if you want to be unique, then you keep it exclusive. If you want to be like me and then just just like want to get as much exposure that you can, then just post on YouTube and Mm -hmm. do the the industry stuff. But can you take the exclusive route if you don't have a brand or if you're not like- No, you can't. That's that's the thing. That's how you got to build online first. Right. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a lot of dudes just be like, nah, it's exclusive. This is a new sound. I'm not going to send it out to nobody. I'm just going to keep it here. No, (laughs) bro. Unless you you build with somebody else. Unless you find like an artist that you feel like is going to be comfortable with that new wave, then yeah, you keep your exclusive with him and then just work with him. But if you don't have somebody in mind, then you might as well just jump on, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just put everything out. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So yeah, we got uh, a couple fan questions. Um, we'll uh, kind of spread them out. But the first one's from Chris Felix Music. He said, what is the future of selling beats online in your opinion? The future? Uh-huh. It's like everybody doing the same thing right now. So we need to find like something else, something different. Like maybe change like... The videos, the thumbnails, the titles. That's Please what, that's what Keo was talking about yeah, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. He said everyone's doing the same thing right now. Yeah, the cartoon and stuff. Yeah, right, right, right. The most fire beat. The, no, I, it was the B-plug. I can't stand that. <laughs> B-plug started this wave, the cartoon uh, wave. Mm-hmm. And then I followed him with the Simpson thing. Mm-hmm. And right. I was like, fuck, no, everybody's doing that now. Yeah, facts. So yeah, just try to be different, you know. Right, right. Now we um we we've interviewed a couple of producers. We interviewed Gabe from Legion Beats and Anno Domini, uh, and they've kind of right now they're kind of pushing this new way of selling beats online through sales funnels. Do you know anything about that? No idea. No idea mm-hmm. about sales funnel. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. So I mean, for for you and the people that aren't uh, you know sure, um, he was on the podcast and they actually um, they got a plaque because they made one point two million. Uh, in the last year from uh, Selling Beats Online. Well, first of all, they said that those numbers aren't accomplishable just on the current way with YouTube. Have you ever heard of anyone making 1.2 in a year off of just YouTube? Nope. No. No. Mm. That's cool, though. If they really do it, then congrats to them because it's, mm. it's a lot. Mm. Yeah. It's a lot. He, yeah. he, it's he, like combined together? He doesn't no, know. No, no, they both actually have their own. Oh, they both made seven figures. Yeah, and the plaque is from ClickFunnels, which is a very reputable company. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, they... I haven't heard no bullshit from him. So that's why I was kind of like, damn, you know, when we found that out, we're like, yeah. yo, we got to get him on the show. We got to have him, you know, drop the gems. That's fine. I'm, I'm going to have to eat them up then. <laughs> yo, give me, give me the gems, man. Help me. Do you see, <laughs> is it like a, um, a ceiling that you can make? Like, okay, the workload gets so much. Is it like you can only make so much money selling beats on YouTube? No, you're always going to make like, I mean, from my experience, I could always make like, a lot of money on YouTube, especially with the views. Like there is months I could make like ten grand with views on YouTube. Mm. Have, just oh, just like just on just of views, yeah. Not even, views. The... not even like beat selling, just of views. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I used to get like six, seven million views a month on YouTube right. with mm. videos. Right. Now it went down to like two or three, but it's still good. 
Mm. I seen one beat video or beat, beat that had like 1.6 million views on it. I was like, what? Man, I got a video that got 4 million views. I was like, man, what the fuck? Just on right. a beat. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Do you think in the future you'll beef up your marketing on YouTube or go harder in the industry? I would well, say go harder in the industry. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like super deep in it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I know I know what's going on here. So yeah. it's like really easy. So and I have my, my team that really helped me to make money. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really cool. You got like, any advice for producers that are like just now starting to hop into studio sessions, like some do's and some don'ts? Like some, in the, when oh, you're just in the be yourself. Don't yeah. try to act like you're somebody else. Just be yourself, man. Right. Mm. They're, they're going to vibe with you regardless. Right. Just be yourself. Because mm. yeah. right. when I, I first started doing studio session with people, I was super like, I was feeling like super stressed, man. Like it was like, damn, whoa. <laughs> damn, like I'm with a uh, young boy. And young boy, when you first meet me, young boy is like super. So it was like, yeah, I, I just got to be, you just got to be yourself. Mm. Then they're going to fuck with you. Mm. Mm. We got we to gotta reverse a little bit. Um, talking more about the online stuff. We've seen you just tweet like you're about to take over the online game. Oh yeah, I'm going to come back, man. Yeah, I just, I just, I was just thinking about it because I, I, I focused so much on the industry that my YouTube channel got like, went down a little bit. And um, I had my second YouTube channel when I do cookups. Mm-hmm. That one was growing really good. So I was just like, bro, I'm just going to start posting more beats on YouTube, like doing more cookups videos, more like reactions, everything, you know, just to like get the fan base, fan base growing more and more on it. Because I'm gonna be dropping songs on my main channel too, so it's just a plus to do it. Right. Mm. I think the, the tutorials that you do, like the hour-long tutorials, like those are so fire because you really get to see like it's not a lot of people that like actually okay, people have the can show you the technical side, but then they don't have the bounce or nothing. So it's dope to see like you actually cook up. Thank you, man. And you can mm. actually learn from it. And then I just got a new camera and a microphone because before oh, it was shitty. Out. It was watch so out. shitty, man. <laughs> I did one yesterday. It was so it was good, but the one before was so shitty, bro. I was like, bro, what the fuck? We watch this shit. <laughs> Dang. Dang. I've been watching this shit for hours, like just binge watching. Yeah, people stay really stay an hour watching me, bro. I'm like, because it's not because it's not only like it's funny too, like you. Fun. I, I think it's my accent. They just make fun of me <laughs> for an hour. They just roast you in the comment. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, I well, he like roasted. He roasted him back though. Mm. He be roasting yeah, him back. Yeah, I was in one back. I remember that. But yeah, sometimes I just forget to like switch the screen back to FL. So they just see my emails and I'm just cooking up the beat. It mm. happened yesterday. Mm. And they were like, "Yo, the screen, the screen, the screen." Damn. It was like ten minutes in the beat. They were like, "Oh, okay, cool. I got you right now." Damn. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll bring it to another fan question. Um, now you kind of talked about you said. Uh, about putting like $30 behind a video, but kind of more towards like the high point of your success on Silent Beats Online. Um, and this is from Trey Scott Beats. How much money do you throw at promo for each beat release and what kind of ads do you typically use? <laughs> I don't understand the question. So when the, during the height of your online Silent Beats, like yeah. when you were Oh, during the, the high, I wasn't doing no promos. No promo at all? No, because mm. I was already, I had already a lot of subscribers, so I didn't need to do it. Mm-hmm. It was just like dropping beats and then poof, I just like close my computer, go on my other computer and make beats. And then mm-hmm. the next day I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, were you doing any email marketing? I tried to do MailChimp. I still, I just canceled like this morning. I just canceled it because I was Man. doing it and I wasn't, I wasn't doing no mail, no emails. Mm-hmm. Like I was paying like $75 a, a month doing that without doing anything. Right, I was right. just like, no, I'm just mm-hmm. going to cancel that. Mm-hmm. If you never even tried it really? No email marketing? <laughs> 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 running it up nah bro I just you know bro I came from like the I would say the old school of that that YouTube stuff so I was yeah. just dropping beats and mm. I wasn't worrying about doing marketing stff and let, until I started using the Google hours right and after that it was like cool I'm, I already have a, I have a huge following so it's cool I'm just gonna just like drop beats now that's just crazy to me because like some of the producers we talked to you know what I mean they got they they're like they think of it as like a science. Like, you know what I mean? I do this, this, and that. You know what I mean? They got their whole marketing plan. But then we talked to like you and Keo. You guys are like, yo, bro, I just, I just upload I just the drop video. Beads, bro. I just words. drop beads, bro. Mm. You just drop beads, bro. Like, there's no science behind this. Yeah. You just mm. got to be good, though. Now, what what do you what would you think would be the main reason for, for a producer, if they are uploading beats every day and they've been doing it for a while, what do you think of the main reason they're not getting any sales? Mm. Getting any sales? Yeah. Because of the people like, buying fake views and likes that always got the, the beats on the first page. That's probably the reason why. And that's still a thing? Because they're outshadowing? I don't know, to be honest. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Outshadowing? Like, they're outshadowed by other producers? Yeah. Mm. But it's like, 
I don't know, man. You just like you gotta be different. Mm. You gotta be different. Like I got, I got my, I would, I don't want to flex, but I got my own sound. I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's why people really fuck with me. Yeah, people yeah. really fuck with Kyo too, cause he has his own sound. And yeah, bro, you just gotta be different, bro. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Now I got a question more on the branding side. Like, how does someone like? really brand themselves to where like if they don't want to take this whole email marketing route like you got to have a strong brand behind it do you have any advice to a producer on building a brand and like really promoting it then now that the youtube is oversaturated then i would just say like you got to like connect with people on the outside like Mm. go to parties i don't like to party by the way Mm. (laughs) you just go do your stuff like try to get in a studio or go on twitter or like instagram dm people you know on twitter you can just go and, and type um send beats and then you're gonna have like right. a bunch of emails. Cause you know, that's how I started like with the Chicago rappers. I was sending beats to like the smallest Chicago rappers, but they were all connected because mm. they all knew each other. Mm-hmm. So after that, I like started with the smallest and got to like the biggest, like mm. Sosa. Mm. Mm. Just like, you gotta connect with people. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's why, that's why people really like me online because I really connect with them. I really like reply to people, talk to them. So, so building relationships with um, smaller artists that are around bigger artists is kind of like a way, of, you know, yeah. getting the door, kind of, you know. Yeah, what you see how murder, a murder got to the Migos, right? right. With like Skipper, Skipper. Mm. Yeah, that's how. I never really you just gotta start about like, it that way. Yeah, yeah. Don't like try to target the the main like the biggest person. Mm-hmm. Right. Just like start with like somebody that's in the entourage, and then mm-hmm. and then yeah, you just start with them, and then it's gonna do it. Mm. Now, with with how saturated the online game is today, if you were just starting off this year, would you would you take take the same route you took? Um, that's hard. I don't think I would do it. I think I would just like try to be industry only. Really? Mm. If I really didn't want to make money, I would just do the industry stuff. If you didn't want to make didn't money? want to make money, yeah, because the industry is like it's not a sure thing. I told mm-hmm. you, it's like so. I would do the in, the industry money to build a name. I was just like build build with the artist to like have my own sound. But the YouTube stuff right now, I'm putting me putting myself in like somebody else's shoes that just starts. And I'm like, it's so much so many people on YouTube and then how do, how I'm gonna like get like like 10 subscribers this day, 15 the next day, and it's like it's hard. So you gotta find new ways. Mm. Like it's really I, I I would say like imagine like me, cash money, I start a new new channel tomorrow. And I sit at home and I see like other people's like beat plug getting like a lot of views. And I'm like sitting getting 50 views a day for some beats I just start dropping. I would always ask me question like, what, what, did, what do I do wrong? Mm. You know? So I would say like, think about it. And then, bro, I talk so much. <laughs> no, <laughs> you good. I say just think about it and then do the pros and cons between both like industry and then the internet stuff. Mm. Mm. What advice do you do you give to producers who are really really looking for a bag, but they're looking for the bag from the industry? Because I feel like I feel like a lot of producers look at the industry and, and they associate it with having a lot of money and fast money too. They don't they don't realize the quarterly checks and stuff like that. So I would just say, like, if you're trying to go in the industry and like. Like what advice would you give someone that's like, yo, I want to make a whole lot yeah, of money. Yeah. What advice do you give to producers who want to go in the industry for money? Because I feel like most people go in the industry and they say, yo, I want to be exclusive and yo, I can't do that because they want to make big, big money. But they don't, they don't actually make bigger money. It's just like an illusion, you know? Right, like, right. Yeah. You need to know when you get paid for a song that you sell to an artist, maybe like, I would say 10,000, for example, it's recoupable. So it means that you're not going to start getting royalties until you recoup that money. That right. 10? Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. right. So it's like quick money, but it's not like um, a long-term money. Right. It's not like the internet. Yeah. Right. But I feel like most producers, that's their goal. They're like, yo, I'm going to get this big song and I'm going to be able to feed my family. And then they get that shit or they get that shit three times, four times and still be like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so I see you, what you mean. The industry mm-hmm. is just like an illusion. Bro, it's you an know? illusion. Yeah. It's a fake it till you make it in this industry. Mm. That's how it is. But you know, we all came from the internet, so we we're different. So we know like how it is on the internet. Right. Mm. Yo, yeah. so the cat. So if you want to make if a producer's like, I want to make the most money possible, what route do they take? Do both, bro. The do internet, both. the industry, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's so oversaturated right now that I would say go industry, but industry is no sure too. So do both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to do both. Mm-hmm. You want to make most money, do both. Mm-hmm. And with a website like BeatStars, you can, I think you can market yourself good with it. With it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. So what's your, what's your like, your current goal for, you know, your company and where you, and you know what I mean? Where you're taking all the oh. producers you sign. When are you going to start signing artists and what, what are you going to be doing? Oh, we, we like in the process of getting some artists right now. So we're getting a label, a joint venture. And um, yeah, it's big stuff. Mm-hmm. It's big stuff coming for us. Like all the producers getting placements. We're getting like talk with like big uh, labels. It's really good. Like really. It's, mm. it does, it's like how work pays off, you know? Mm. Yeah. Now why go through the labels versus independent? Because the labels, they help you. Like as far as like um, studio sessions with artists. Even if I got, the, I got the connects, but with a label, it's a sure thing. Because you know, artists tells you like, yo, pull up at 2 p.m. And they're not there. It's like, no, pull up at five. No, they're not there. It's like, oh, I'm putting up. No, they're not there. With the, with the label, right. it's a sure thing. Like, yeah, this is going to happen. Mm. And then they put the founds behind you too. Mm. So you can develop the label or like sign the artists and stuff. But that's, but is that really one of the benefits just to, just to get in with the artists? Like, is that, does that make it worth signing over, not having control and all that stuff? When, cause you no, got a, like, cause the, I'm saying you got a wave, you got, you got a fan base, you got an audience. Like, yeah. I, why not independent? But with really? the label, you're going to have a structure behind you to show you the direct, what kind of direction you should take and stuff. Like, phones, cool. Sessions, cool. But I need a structure behind me. Like, imagine I signed the joint venture with Universal. Then they're going to be behind me, helping me. Like, oh, yeah, you should do this. Mm-hmm. You should do that with this producer. Make him uh, get this co- type of contract or this and that. You know, it's way better than be by yourself and be like, oh, yeah, my, my lawyer is going to draft you a contract and send it to you. Like, yeah. Especially when you do like, um, when you're, you want to fly out your producers. Like, when I fly mm-hmm. my producers out right now, I put it on my, uh, I pay by myself. But if I got a label behind me with the joint venture, like the label, they're going to be the one like um, paying for it. Mm. It's just going to be a budget thing, recoupable, you know? When, you, um, when you're having these budgets and you're practicing spending the budgets from the label and stuff, I hear a lot of artists, they get into the situation where they spent too much of the budget, you know, and they haven't recouped. How do you know if you're going to recoup or not? Or how do you know this the best thing... F- if that's the best thing for you to do to sign that and take those budgets, you know, if you're not knowing that you're gonna recoup them. I mean, if you don't, if you don't think that you're gonna recoup them, you know, you shouldn't sign. But I'm saying you don't know. Like a lot of a lot of producers and artists, they do it not knowing if they were recouping or not. Yeah. They just do it because oh, I see, I see the, I see the numbers on the paper. I need it, you know. Right. You just gotta put in work. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I signed my publishing deal, I didn't have no placement, nothing. I had placements, but it wasn't placements that were selling or anything. It was just some right. YouTube, YouTube songs, mixtape. It wasn't doing like numbers. Right. Mm. So I had, I really had to put in work to recoup that money, mm, and I, I did. So you really got to put in work, bro. Like so you can't like fuck off and yeah, get like, money. Once you sign the dotted line, you got to go with. harder because you now you borrow. So now you got. Especially for artists, you got to be reasonable when you use your budget. You gotta be what? Responsible. Responsible. Oh, that's not a. Responsible. Now you good? Responsible. You gotta be responsible. Like when I got my check from Universal, I just like decided to like get me equipments and like do my own home studio, so I won't have to use the studio because every time you use the studio, they they like charge you. They charge you Mm. and then take that money from your royalties. Okay, Mm. yeah, that's what I was saying. Okay, so you're practicing like instead of using that budget, you know, you just using that budget to. Make your own, so you don't have to keep yeah, going and it's back. Not like keep that budget, let's say they give you a hundred thousand dollar. Yeah, those equipment's gonna cost you like maybe fifteen, and then the rest of the money you just keep it. You just mm, don't spend right. it. The equipment, yeah, like um, to build you your own, like, own yeah, home like speakers, like microphone. Oh, versus renting out studio. Time. Yeah, exactly. Because right. if mm. you rent out the studio like all the time, that's a twenty in a month, bro. It's like two hundred dollars an hour. You yeah. do ten hours, <laughs> like in a week, you you like spend. What you spend on the equipment, like right, right. you don't need to do that. Just right. like do it at home. Learn, like I learned by myself how to use Pro Tools and stuff. So just use, just learn by yourself. It's, you record it's at re- home? Yeah, it's really easy. Mm. It's not that that bad. And then the mixing part, then the label is just gonna send it to a, somebody that mix and master the, the songs, and then 
Right. You're just going to use that budget to pay, but you're still going to have money left after that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Did you have, did you like learn all your financial stuff, like how to use money? Did you learn from your parents or did you have to like go take courses and train yourself? Oh man, I went to college for accounting. Oh, okay. Oh, you late. Oh, you late. No, I wasn't that good. Hey, but oh, you still at least okay. know. I went, I went to my third year, but I wasn't that good. If you made it to your third year, you're good. Yeah, nah. Accounting yeah, so you, is. You, you I, I, was, I was always like responsible with my money too. So, mm. like, like if you, what if you, for someone that's not responsible, like how do they learn how to be responsible? Because like, if you got a thousand dollars, like or ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars, some people don't know how to like set this for this, set this for this. Do you write out a plan or a budget for it, or like how do you do it? I mean, that's why you need a team behind you to help you. Mm. Yeah, you need somebody like. I have a business manager and he's the one like when I want to buy something I would say expensive he's going to tell me you should or you shouldn't mm-hmm. because he's, he always thinks like okay you're going to spend that money but you got to make that money back so mm-hmm. right. that's that's why I always try to not spend no money and let it like him mm-hmm. because I feel like he's like my dad mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so it's like I don't want to like disappoint him right 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 right. <laughs> like yo what'd you spend 20,000 on <laughs> yeah right what's all, <laughs> what's all these Balenciaga <laughs> 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 Let me get the sponsorship. Thanks, thanks. No, um, hey, Alba, I want, I want a sponsorship too. <laughs> not, not just AP. <laughs> so, um, but you know, so if you have in the mindset, you know, of being, you know, not I don't want to call it penny penny pension. What, what are we saying? Just uh, conservative, conservative, yeah, conservative <laughs> with your money. How do you how do you know how much to 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 invest in things like you know maybe a car or or your image you know watches jewelry clothes and stuff like that I don't know you don't know mm. no cuz it's like I don't know that's the thing I don't know how much I should invest like in those type of things I never had those things so it was like I get them but it's cool now it's like it's whatever is it important no 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 it's just like a Make you, it just makes you feel good, mm. but it's not like that important. Yeah. So it's not that important to go into a studio fresh. <laughs> 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 oh, I, I didn't mean it that way. I'm talking about jewelry and stuff like that. Like That's clothes, what you do. That's yeah. What it's still yeah, fresh. It's, it's still fresh, but clothes, yeah, you should definitely like try to like dress good to so like mm, right. not like impress the artist, but make him feel like oh yeah, that person is serious about what he's, he's one of us type shit. Yeah. Mm. Um, no holes in your socks and stuff. No great <laughs> black socks. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, yeah, just like um, try to not like go too uh, too hard with the money. Mm-hmm. You're not spending like on like things that you don't really need. Like clothes, okay, it's cool, but jewelry is like a plus. It's not mm-hmm. like something that you really need. Right. You ever have like a moment where you was like, dang, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done that. Like, finally. oh yeah, for my band sales, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm like, bro, why the fuck do I got all those shoes? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Now, um, I heard you say that you got a publishing deal with no placements. Yeah, what, I didn't have no placements. What it was th- just based on my name, the YouTube stuff. Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. So it was just them believing in the brand and believing in the vision yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because so I had. I'm gonna explain to you how. So I had um I was working with designer, mm-hmm. and it's a baby, mm-hmm. and my manager at that time my my it's still my manager he was also designer manager at that time when Panda came out and all the stuff, and he always heard my tag and he was he was asking designer yo what what, what the fuck is that his designer was like oh that's a producer I work with he's he, he's on YouTube you should check him out, and then he said the next day. He met up with um Sababy and Sababy played him some songs mm. and that was my beats too. And he was like, again? Mm. <laughs> and I'm he, tired of this, man. And then I was in Paris with my girl. We were just like holidays, like just like yeah. chilling. And he, he emailed me like, yo, I want to sign you. And then- Who I said put, that? Uh, Steven Victor. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm. It was like, it was back in 2017, um, March 2017. It was like, I want to sign you. And then I put him on text with my lawyer that's crazy because my lawyer was already on text with him because he, he, um, Stephen wanted to sign 16 years old mm-hmm. and my lawyer was also his lawyer. So it was like, mm. it was like, damn, it's super, like, it's a small word. Mm. So, and then it happened like a month after. And then uh, since then, his story, like we've been working, like he's like my brother. So yeah. I got a question. So when you sign, right, uh, a publishing deal and you're more on YouTube, do they get a percentage of your YouTube stuff or how does that work out? No, you want to know something crazy? I was the first actual producer that they let, that I, that him do that YouTube stuff. Like that, 
when they send a contract to a producer, it's like a standard things. Mine, mm-hmm. they had to like customize it. Oh, because you're on yeah, YouTube. And because stuff. I'm on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I was like the first. My lawyer was like, "It's crazy they let you, they let you do that mm-hmm. because usually they don't." Mm-hmm. Because right. at first I say I'm not gonna sign with them. They didn't want me. They didn't want to let me do it. Like post on YouTube. I said, "No, I'm not gonna sign. It's cool." Mm. And then oh, they want you to stop posting. Yeah, YouTube. and then they oh, came back. That's away. Shit. Yeah, they, but that's the reason why they signed you in the first place. Yeah, because of my YouTube because right. I, I was getting placements too through mm-hmm. YouTube. But right. then a week after they came back, and my lawyer was like, he called me at like it was like midnight in France, and he was like, "Yo, they're gonna let you do whatever you want." And I was like, mm. "I knew it." Mm. Yeah. Is there, like, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna ask you: Is there any negotiation ta- like tactics or anything that you were doing, like? I like, wasn't. I, I wasn't really doing anything. My lawyer was doing everything. So you don't have to go into the meetings and talk to with these guys and be bro, like, "No, actually, I don't want it." Bro, I didn't. I didn't even go to America to sign my contract. I just signed it like through email. Mm. While you were in Paris, damn. I was in. No, I was oh. in Myland. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you didn't even E-sign move here. Shit. Yeah, he signed. Yeah, he signed. Damn. Yeah. I'm crazy. But uh, so okay. So one thing I caught is when you said they they wanted you to 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 kind of change, like like he said, like. They signed you off of something that you were already successful on. Like, this is the reason we noticed you, but we want you to stop doing that. And I feel like that's kind of common. Like, I hear a lot of stories about, you know, people getting signed and the label wants to do one way. They want to go another way. Mm-hmm. And it ends up just being like a nothing happens. Like, there's too much pushback on each side. And the artist or producer kind of just dies out, loses all their their momentum, loses all their um, their status. And... But I want to know, did, did you ever, when they said they didn't want you to do YouTube, did you consider that? Were you thinking like, maybe I should do that? Nah, I was like, okay. I, I'm not going <laughs> to curse, but I was like, no, I don't want to sign with y'all. Mm. It's cool. I'm just going to keep doing my thing. And um, I had other offers from other labels, and then they would let me do it. But it wasn't like, a, the offers weren't, weren't as good as Universal. Mm. Mm. So when they came back, I was like, okay, cool. Now mm. I'm going to sign. Right. Yeah. You think if you didn't have money coming in for YouTube, you would have been more likely to do it? Yeah, I think so. I would do it. Yeah, mm. of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about a tweet and maybe kind of get you to, uh, you know, talk a little bit about more to the community. Uh, when you said most people in the music industry are selfish and only care about you when they need for you, so be careful who you hang with. Oh hell yeah, that's how it is, bro. Ninety <laughs> percent. Yeah, they're just gonna hit you up when they need you. Mm. It's like you just gotta keep your circle small. I don't have any friends. I got like two friends I play video games with, mm. and my my main friend is my girlfriend. So mm. it's like, yeah. So you're not hanging out with like a lot no, of industry. No, I don't. People? I don't go out. I don't do stuff like that. Really? I just like stay home, make beats, and then if I have to go to the studio, then I, I'm gonna go to the studio. Mm. But I'm not hanging hanging out with like industry people mm. or anything like that. Because mm. here in the lace, like they're gonna like. Judge you by what you got, know what you are here, you know. Mm. So, like on material, like. yeah, on material stuff, yeah. So that's why I always like keep my circle small, just so, just be with like my girl, my two dogs, yeah, and right. just like my family when they come here, my my two friends from the video games, right. you know. Mm. Hell yeah, just like keep your circle small. Do you think it's kind of benefited you, like like how you said, like people people judge you by what you have and everything, but if you kind of stay at home and, be, and remain yourself, it's kind of have a mysterious vibe so people can't even like predict you know what I mean yeah it's cool I just like to stay home <laughs> that's that's how I got like my education that's how I was with my parents they always like they didn't want us like like to go out like at night he was like a big no I wasn't even asking man it was like big no what island oh it's called Guadalupe it's like an hour Guadalupe. away I've heard that before. no you say Guadalupe that's when that's in Mexico oh that's why I heard it <laughs> Guadalupe is like it's like an hour away from Cuba Mm. Like three hours from Miami. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like I miss, like my mom, my mom is black. Mm. Bro? Yeah. I, I thought you were like Puerto Rican or Hispanic. See, or something. everybody thinks the same. <laughs> yeah. When he, t- he told me you were French, I was like, what? I yeah, was like, like wow. everybody. He's like, talking about French. Cash Money AP, bro. I was like, you French? <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I was like, wow. Yeah, I'm French, yo. The yeah. island, do they sp- is that the main language French and Yeah, the French. Um, it's, it's like, a, you know what Hawaii is to America? It's like a state. Okay, yeah. We speak French, I speak Creole too, and I speak um, just a little bit of Spanish. We mm. heard. SBN. You say what? SBN. <laughs> good. See? See? <laughs> See? <laughs> um, so, also another tweet. I love making boom bat beats, man. Oh, yeah. I started doing it, man. I, was, I love doing that shit. For real? I love it. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Do you think it's harder to make boom bat than it is trap? 
No, trap is really easy to make. Mm. Trap is really easy. It's just like a... Ta, ta, ta. It's like easy, right. but the boom bap is like you got to really like have the bounce with the drums. Right. You got to like get, get that vibe. Yeah. You know, shit. I think I got inspired by uh, Sino. Sino was using the MPC when I was with him. I was like, mm. damn. Right. Yeah. Sino's that's, cold with this. It's cold, magic. bro. Yeah. Shout out to Sino. Hell yeah. Mm. It's cold. Yeah. Hey, have you been placing any of the boom bap beats? Boom bap? No. Not no. yet. No. You know, that's the thing. Because people, they always like try to like Get in the wave like the rappers. Yo, send me some gunner type beats. Send me some. Right. I'm like, I need to find somebody that's gonna use those beats. Right. Mm. right. That's why I'm looking for artists right now. Mm. We can just develop and then, yeah. In that lane. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. It's not like a boom pop like '90s. It's like a boom pop with like actual like drums from here from mm. like this time. Mm. And like boom bap with trap drums. Yeah. Not like super trap drums, but yeah. it's like you know, like modern hip hop. bounce. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Kind of like uh. Like, like a, a Justice League vibe? Or like a Black Metaphor vibe? Yeah, it's like a next level Justice League. Mm. No shade to them. No, no, no shade to them. You gotta let us hear some of them shit, huh? I'm a fan. No shade. Hell yeah. You yeah. are you worried about uh, ever like um like going that route? Like a lot of samples and like when you're clearing samples and stuff, are you like cautious of that? That's the thing. I don't use samples. I mean, I don't sample anything. Mm-hmm. I have some producers I work with that actually they do samples. And they're yeah. really good. So mm-hmm. they know they know how to make that boom bap vibe. Gotcha. Yeah, there is that producer called MTK Says. Shout out to you, bro. That re- is really cold with that. He produced on the um trippy red um under enemy arms. He did the trumpet. He's really good. Oh, I don't think I know that one. What's what sample is that in that G Herbal that um, Lil Herb record that you did? The one we um Yeah, I remember that long uh, time. Shoot the video, right? Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> that was I, I think I, I would remember like a couple of years ago, but now it's like yeah. I remember I, I remember a little bit of the the, the song sounds, yeah. but to tell you which sample, I can't. Mm. Yeah. But mm. it wasn't like they didn't post it on Spotify. It was just a YouTube. Oh, song. so there was no uh, clearing that had to be done. It was just YouTube. Okay. Nah. Mm. You don't have to clear a sample if it's just on YouTube. I mean, yeah, you have to, but you know. Got you. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> Hopefully, whoever owns that master ain't watching. Yeah, you gotta get that on the camera, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, we'll put a bleep. What song you Which talking one was about? that? I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. I don't know what when you were talking, uh, blah blah blah. <laughs> um. So, oh yeah. So, so nowadays, when you make beats, what percent of the time is it using loops and samples? What percent of the time is it you doing it all yourself? I use like fifty fifty. Mm. Yeah, but it's like better to use loose because it saved me time. It's like so many people asking for beats. Then if I can make like 10 beats a day doing loops, then I would do it. But if sometimes I just want to chill and make beats by myself, then I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would, by myself, I would do like five five beats a day. I don't want to burn too much and make some trash ass shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah right. <laughs> you think like a producer starting now, do you think they should, they should start using loops or do you think they should learn how to play? No, I think you should really learn like how to do it yourself first mm-hmm. and then... The more you like learn, the more you can like collab with people, mm-hmm. then right. use loops. Was there any instruments that you like uh, took training on or like really learned or focus that you like or like figure that you really needed to learn in order to make better? Oh, beats? the the piano. Yeah, I still learn. I'm still learning. I'm mm-hmm. I'm like a beginner. Like, mm-hmm. I know I know a couple chords, but to play them like in a row, it's kind of hard. Right. So yeah. I'm still like learning. You take classes or anything, or you just no? Teach I just yourself? do it by myself. Yeah. Got you. Mm. Got you. Mm. Yeah. And then. Um, Last, last, last about your tweets. Um, you were talking about streams of income, multiple streams of income and revenues. You have any outside investments or businesses that are, have nothing to do with music? Oh yeah, I have a financial advisor that do investment for me. Mm-hmm. With uh, Morgan Stanley, they do mm-hmm. investments mm-hmm. like so, stock yeah. stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I do. But I got um, when I when I what I mean was like you got YouTube, you got the industry, you got the drum kits, you got uh, sounds, mm-hmm. you got clothing line. Right. By the way, it's coming out. Hey, so, hey. so you know it's diff- like different type of stuff you just you just don't need to do like just the music like thinking about selling beats there's like all kind of stuff that you can mm. sell mm. right have you ever considered like starting another business or like getting into real estate or something mm. or do you think that would distract you from what you do I would now? do it I would really do it mm. I'm really thinking about it mm. like when my manager would think about getting a house out here and build like two studios in it mm-hmm. and just like rent it mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah like a Airbnb studio type shit yeah, I mean, not like an Airbnb, like an actual studios. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Like a crib, the actual do studio time? Yeah. I about to say, if it's Airbnb, better watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's Airbnb. Watch you gotta watch out here. Because they like passing that new bill yeah, that, yeah. you know, Dominique was talking about. Right, right. No, I didn't mean like actually on Airbnb, just like that. Oh, just like, yeah. Oh, that oh, concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
no, like an actual studio, like Paramount, like mm. record plants, like you just like call to like book like eight hours, mm-hmm. then you want to cheese and shit. I feel mm. with that vibe out here. I feel like Atlanta is not that heavy, not that heavy on having like a nice crib and the stu- in the real like actual studio setup. And I feel like out here, that's most people, a lot of people in LA doing it. Mm. Yeah. Because you know, there's like people, all the studios are booked every day. Like people are really trying to like find studios to work. In. So if you have like new studios like open up, it's like it's like a really, really like good business to mm-hmm. start. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. nowadays right now. Yeah. Or hell yeah. So I mean, shoot, man, what uh what's the what what advice could you what's the best advice you, you think you could give to the, the producer community right now? The best advice? Yeah. Never give up, man. Keep going. Keep your circle small. Keep doing you and be yourself, man. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. And try to show yourself like more. Like don't be like a, just a logo on Twitter or Instagram. You like said just post, a logo? Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. post post yourself. Like be proud, be proud of yourself, you know? Because yeah, yeah. I used to be like that. I used to post pictures with just my heart and I was hiding my face. Mm. Right. I used to do that shit a lot. Like mm. when I used to meet rappers, they're like, like a week ago I was at the studio and then Ian now that I talked to that most beats from me was like, he came in the room and he was like, yo, what's up? And then it, 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 it asked you, yo, where's cash money? And he just said hi to me, bro. Like, I was like, that's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, so, you know, just like show yourself, bro. Mm. How and long then, did it take you to come out of your show? Like two years, maybe. Yeah. yeah. What was well, the, who are you going to ask him what's the main thing that like, made you realize, like, yo. <laughs> my girl, she told me I need to post myself more. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Why do you think you weren't posting yourself? Were you just like, man, I'm ugly as fuck. Tell me in the comments. <laughs> I can't even respond to that because I'm a little. It's yeah, it's be pause. It's a big pause. Yeah, you ain't ugly, man. Big pause. <laughs> I, feel like shit, I feel like that shit makes a difference when you, when you really show people your real self and you make that personal engagement and shit like, Yo, what's good? You yeah, know what see, saying? this, I can't do that. I can't do that, yeah, because I'm not, like, that comfortable to do I, it. I just, like, just been able to do it, like, a few mm. months. Like, that's just scary, bro. Yeah, I can <laughs> do just, that. It's a process, know, right? We, we first started, like, sitting in front of the camera. Like, right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, the with these fuck, podcasts, bro. you know what I'm saying? I've been seeing butterflies for every podcast. Yeah, for real? <laughs> <laughs> <You'd be> like, <laughs> especially with the light, like, the bright light, you'd be like, all right, all right, let's get it. All right. Shit gets mad awkward right now. Man, I had time. to do a photo shoot. I was so uncomfortable, man. For real? He made me lay down on the floor. It was like, yo, uh, open your shirt. You remember that? <laughs> oh! Yeah, yo, open your shirt. And I was oh, like, yeah, bro, yeah. what? <laughs> 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 <Cash money. laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. Hell no. Open your shirt. Right. But yeah, just be comfortable, man. Just like, you know, you're like in front of, of like actual humans. It's not like, they're not going to judge you like. Right. The internet does. And if they judge you, yeah. fuck them, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, screw them. You can't, you can't, Um, everybody's not going to love you. No. You know what I mean? I get a, a lot of hate comments, bro. Like, I don't really care. Mm. It's like people with like zero subscribers doing that. Mm, right. <laughs> it's like, cool. It's whatever, bro. You think they just hate just so they can get your attention and then they really don't feel like that? Yeah, sometimes I reply, especially on Instagram, because I like to clap back on people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> clap back. Yeah, I like to do that. I shit. remember, I remember that that time where it was like people going crazy on you about the freebie shit. And that oh. shit was people Man, like Yo. that's because they didn't understand, understand it. Mm-hmm. Like I have my friends that do freebies. Shout out King King Lee Boy. I make a living on that. Yeah, yeah. I have um, who else? It's like a bunch of my friends that do freebies and they make money. Like Young Tego. Mm. Mm. Like um, I don't have the names coming on my, my mind right now. Call me. Like all those kids do freebies and they, they make a living of it. Yeah, yeah. It's not like we didn't fuck up anything, bro. Right. Yeah. It was just like a new wave. All right. Yeah. Some haters. It's sure. like that mumbo shit. Hate. People hating on the mumbo shit, but it's a new wave. Right. Mm. Don't hate on it. The market is the market is the market. Yeah. Mm. Fact. Hell yeah. yeah. Real shit, man. We got more of the. We got a couple more of the. Questions. From the fan question. I feel like we kind of we covered covered all, covered all of them. Um, oh, it's a good one from the King Ad. King Ad thirty five says, "Keo, I don't know why he said. Oh no, he, sorry, Keo. one person. <laughs> uh, what's the best advice you could give to a European or overseas producer? Hashtag Cash Gang. Gang. Um, <laughs> and advice. It's like. You're from Europe, but it's actually like the internet is so huge that we're actually like so close to each other. Mm. So just keep posting your stuff online, man. 
Like yeah. and send me an email. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do, just just keep doing your thing. Like I wouldn't if I didn't if I hadn't keep going, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. You know, mm-hmm. it was a long, long road since like 2012. You know, so it's been seven years. Mm. Yeah, it goes by fast. Mm-hmm. Just keep going. Has any type of spam ever worked? Like uh, people spamming you to like listen to their stuff. Is it? Is there any been a, any approaches that have worked where you're actually like, oh yeah, let me listen. Oh yeah, sometimes I listen. Sometimes I don't. Most of the time I don't. Right. But I listen sometimes. I know Chapa used to do that. Like posting, yo, I'm a 15 years old uh, rapper. Check me out. Who used to do it? Ch- Anneli Chapa. Oh, where? He used to do it. Yeah, I seen that post of people like bringing up the receipts and shit. And I was just like, damn, like that shit look like me when I was fucking 15. Right. <laughs> yeah. I used to do it, man. So <laughs> it's a it's a grind. Just keep going. Hell yeah. Cool. Head it up, man. Hey, man, we appreciate you finally coming on the show, man. Dropping gems on the community, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you for having me, yo. Yeah. I like yo. And when can I get my shirt, though? Oh, we got you we got before you. you man. <laughs> we got <laughs> you. Definitely got you. <laughs> when can we get our shirt? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. Let's yeah, do a collab. We hear that all the time. Nah, for real. Let's get it. <laughs> I admit. Bet it up. Let's get it. Appreciate another, you. Another dope episode in the books, man. Peace, y'all.